to your first fantasy. I'm Liz. And I'm Britta. And we have our special guest, Papa Craig. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Excited to be here. Uh, and, you know, it's my first fantasy. I'm excited. Yeah. We're excited, too. So <laughs> today we're going to talk to you guys about draft strategy, draft stories, draft experience. We're a week away from the first game of the season. Everybody's probably like just did their first draft or you're about to because you're in the end zone for it. Um, and so we just wanted to talk to you guys about our experiences and yeah. what we do to get ready for the draft. Yeah, because um, Liz and I, we are excited. We're going to be doing our draft next Wednesday, which we will say is a risky move. The it's night a risky before. move. It's a, it's a little bold. But also, too, we're stoked because then we get to hear what everybody's been drafting. We get to be up to date with anything that's been going on with, you know, whether mm -hmm. somebody's um, committed, whether they got injured, whether there's some Last drama. minute retiring. Andrew Luck. What? <laughs> <laughs> So we thought, who better than Papa Craig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I had two drafts this week, um, and I have – I feel pretty good about them so far. A um, little bit about myself. I've been playing fantasy football now for probably eight, nine years. Uh, grew up in New England. Uh, some of the Patriots fans don't hate on me too hard in the comments. He's Please. a classic Patriots fan. Classic. No bandwagon. <laughs> born and raised. <laughs> Um, Where's a Brady jersey? I yeah. do, I do. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, uh, the ladies asked me to come on here and, and kind of give some of my feedback for my two drafts this week. Uh, I've been fairly successful uh, in, in fantasy football. Uh, I average about two leagues a year. Uh, over the last eight years, uh, I've been the league champion five times. What? That's, That's why crazy. he's our guest. Uh, I've also <laughs> got I, the goat in the house. I've lost in the championship four times, uh, which are always tough. Uh, <laughs> what's but the, what's the like the closest you've ever lost point wise? Yeah, uh, I lost by a half a point. Dude, oh! Jenny lost by half a point. I lost, last, it was last it was a half a point yeah. loss, and it was on it was in an IDP league, so okay. individual defensive player. Yeah. And it was a stat correction where it went from a solo tackle to a half a tackle. Oh. So I got docked a half a point and yeah, I lost. And that was that was a tough one. That was that was a fifteen hundred dollar loss. Ooh. I was like, oh, that one stung. Yeah, Craig was not buying drinks that night. No, no, no. I was I mean I was drinking, but I wasn't buying. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so that's the fun part about fantasy. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes it's gut-wrenching. Other times it's victorious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you just came off of two drafts this week. How are you feeling about your teams? I'm feeling pretty good about them. Um, this year, I, you know, I did a little bit of research, as always. Um, and, you know, always want to be educated and informed when you go into these drafts. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be the chump in the draft and, and, you know, have all your friends or all your buddies, you know, laughing at you or, or sending you messages on the side being like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, so, you know, the biggest thing is, is be informed, uh, stay up to date on, you know, signings, non-signings, injuries, players that are holding out maybe they don't like their helmet uh suspension yeah <laughs> I know. that's the thing right now guys yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> and so um you know I, I went into my drafts feeling feeling pretty confident and and had a couple 
you know, players that, that I felt were, were kind of under the radar, but, but that could really help my team win uh, in the long run. Um, and so that's kind of my strategy. It's, you know, you always want to build your team around, you know, a couple, you know, workhorses, you know, people that are going to get those touches. Uh, and when I, you say workhorse, what do you mean? Uh, by workhorse, I mean people who are going to get a lot of carries. They're going to get a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their ball, the ball is going to be in their hand a, a lot of the time throughout the game. Whether they're on a winning team or a losing team, they're, they're the playmakers. So they're the ones that, you know, are, on the goal line, they're getting, you know, the goal line touches, a big play, you know, third and 15, the quarterback's looking to them to, to throw the ball. The, these are the, these are the players that, you know, they build franchises around them. And, and so, you know, these are your, you know, round one, two, and three guys. Um, you know, hopefully you can get some in the later rounds, uh, you know, that could be, you know, kind of undervalued, but, but have big play potential. Um, but for the most part, you know, those, those first couple of rounds, you really got to make sure you stay focused in on, on who are the, who are those players that are going to carry a team, uh, not only in fantasy, but, but throughout the league. So yeah. Lizzie, you just finished your, uh, draft again. Yeah. So tell us now Look your thoughts. Her. You're fresh. She um, fresh well, Craig was yesterday freshy. I <laughs> forgot how fast it goes. Mm. And like I did some, I did some solid research. My Excel doc was looking pretty good this year. Like the data that I was compiling, I felt okay with. Yeah. Um, did some color coding, so at a glance, I knew where I was at. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen what we were looking at earlier with Liz showing us these charts and graphs of this whole program. Both of them were geeking out. I didn't care. She's a project manager by day. So <laughs> makes a lot of sense. By twenty-four hours a day, Light seven work. days a week. <laughs> Um, but what I was realizing, like once, once you get past that fourth, like fifth round, I'm like, fuck, like I know all these names, but I don't really know where they're at in this year. And the part that's really hard, like there's just so many players and like, I really struggle with, um, like the names are familiar, but like their performance from the previous year or their dynamic on the team isn't as familiar. And I'm like, shit, do I remember them because they were great? Or do I remember them because they were fucking up the whole time? Like, I get stuck on it. And then also, we've been playing for eight years. So there's names that I'm obviously familiar with and I've had on my roster, like, over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, were they good? Did I like them? Did they cause anxiety? Where are they at now? Are they been traded? There's a new quarterback. Their defense sucks. Like, what's happening? It's so much information. Yeah. One thing I really struggle with, like, year after year is those big-name players who, you know, for two or three years previous have just been awesome in fantasy. And it's like, is this the year they fall off? Yeah. Like, yeah. are they getting too old? Are they tired? Exactly. And so it's, you know, you're like, their name is so big in the league and in the media and, you know, Jersey sales, like they're, they're a huge player and, and a huge name within the NFL. But is this the year that, they start to fall off mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and so that's always that's always you know makes me a little nervous uh for example like one player this year that i picked up you know later later in the rounds was aj green whereas mm-hmm. to th- love him to yeah uh, yeah bangles girl of course you love him yeah all day <laughs> but you know a few years previous i mean aj green he was a he was a round one wide receiver yeah. and i always think about it like when we first yeah. started playing football fantasy Lashawn mccoy was like the fucking top top 
oh, right? And for like yeah. two got years, he was like always one. in the top five. And yeah. then like when he starts falling, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as an AFC, AFC East guy, I mean, he went to the Bills, so it kind of makes sense why he fell off. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Your team sucks. <laughs> oh, uh, Randall Cobb was one that got me a lot. Mm. Like, I had him for, like, two or three years, and he was dynamite. And then, like, the last time I had him, I was like, what? Where? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like you'll have a player that will suck, and then the next year they are just fucking rock stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Murray, he was at for me when he was at the Cowboys, was not good. And then all of a sudden the next year, boom, rock star. And I, because I, I had the chance to pick him up and I said, hell no, I'm not picking him up again. He was such mm-hmm. a dud. No, you cannot. Okay, so no, another piece of advice. You cannot carry year over year information over. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part, especially when you're like, I mean, we'll talk about resources and research in just a minute, but as you're going through it, you're like, what? What's a trustworthy um, site? Like, how, what are their metrics? What and like, you know, like what? Where are they at right now? Like, what can I trust? Yeah, yeah. I get really nervous when there's like new quarterbacks in there. Like, yeah, because you don't know how the offense is going to yeah. perform, and mm-hmm. and where there's a new quarterback. Uh... <laughs> uh, uno momento, guys. We're getting technical difficulties. We're going to work through it. <laughs> And we're back. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's my first time, guys. So, yeah, yeah Britt is new to the fantasy thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, and so one of the things I was saying, you know, when, when yeah, there's a new quarterback, you, whether it's, you know, like uh, any Indianapolis' situation where Andrew Luck retires, it's, okay, is this going to become a running offense now? So now do you put more weight, put, put more weight and value on the running backs on, on mm-hmm. Indy? Uh, and then also you look at the passing game and you think they're tight ends because a new quarterback, they're not going to be as comfortable in the pocket. They're going to want to be checking down pretty often. And so instead of going to their number one, number two wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be checking down to, you know, their, their backs, their running backs coming out, out the backfield or their tight end. So is that tight end worth more money now? Because the tight end is typically you know, kind of a quarterback's, you know, like little blankie, you know, yeah. it's their safety blanket. Uh, and so that's something you got to, you got to always kind of consider and, and put into mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, say, like, um, I mean, David Johnson is obviously like top of the charts this year, but Kyler Murray, you know, like, yeah, you're like, How, yeah, how's he going to do? How, rookie quarterback, yeah. not a strong offensive line, like, yeah, but, and it's you know. like you know, like you know, Sam Darnold uh, and the, like Le'Veon Bell coming into the Jets. Yeah. Like, how how is that offense going to perform? Like, how is how is Le'Veon gonna gonna perform in a, in a new system with a with a brand new quarterback? Yeah, um, you know, he's not familiar with the offensive line. Uh, you know, especially with Le'Veon's running style. Uh, you know, where it's it's a lot of you know timing and and kind of wait 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 and then you know he has those quick moves you know and then also being sitting out all of last year yeah. like mm-hmm. where where Healthy. is leg where is legs at yeah you know so that that that's a risky that's a risky play too but but also with huge upside exactly and typically with um younger quarterbacks they are the ones that follow their coaches plays they're not the ones off the cuff making up a play they're there to get a third down they're there to keep the game going and they're going to follow the play so they're not going to be your Aaron Rodgers they're not going to be your Tom Brady's where they can just make shit happen on their own they're going to be a lot more the play followers 
So also too, you know, that's a strategy to think about is, you know, if they are good, uh, if they're good at executing and, you know, Le'Veon Bell played for the Steelers forever, like that's a team that they are very consistent. So I think Le'Veon will do well just because he's used to that type of a style. Absolutely. But uh, let's get into. Research. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you girls have to have to pepper me with for <laughs> questions on on tops of like what I do for research, how I approach a draft. Uh, well, that's our question. Yeah, right. start with what's yeah. the Hit what's me. the first? Okay, let's start with what's the first position you start researching. First position I start researching. Uh, Depends on what the league rules are and what the re- league settings are. Let's fig- we mostly talk about standard and PPR, yeah. full point PPR. Yeah, yes. PPR. Okay. Yeah. So if it's if it's a standard point, um, nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm looking at running backs first. Nice. Uh, running backs are going to, with the exception of the quarterback, they're going to get the most touches in a game, and they're going to have the most ups uh, up, upside in terms of you know potential points per game. Uh, and so that's really where I look. And, and so in my round one and two, uh, I typically always take a running back uh, rounds one and round two. Yep. Mm. Good. And, and, and if, it's, if it's a PPR league, uh, depending on my draft position, um, I, I may switch my second pickup to wide receiver. But I'd say 98% of the time, round one, I'm going running back mm-hmm. all day long. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, real quick, because I forgot, and we're getting back into the season. Running backs uh, in PPR that receive, they still get an extra point, right? It's still a PPR. They get a point for that reception, even though they're a running back? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I was thinking. So one thing I do now that we're PPR is I look at their receiving yards for Mm -hmm. running backs, and those are the ones that make it to the top of my list, even, like, in the grand scheme of things, but I'm probably going to go for – you know, like a like number six, number eight running back that has higher receiving yards. I mean, that's over that's like that's like th- that's that's gold. If you can get if you can get a running back round one, you know, depending on your draft position, that not only gets a ton of carries on the ground, but is also a receiving back and kind of an all down back, um, not someone who's you know kind of that ground and pound guy, you know, first down, second down, and then third, you know, third down back comes in. You know, like example, like Darren Sproles. You know, oh my they God. would. Love he him. was my yeah. favorite. Was I loved him for a yeah. very. I have his you jersey know, but, from Chargers. But, but he, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't an every down back. He was more of a third down back. But he would come in. And he in. He was a receiving back. He'd catch the ball and, and so if you can find if you can find a running back in a PPR league and get them round one who does both and is an every down back. For example, you know, like back to Le'Veon Bell, like. He runs the ball every down, and he also has great hands and can catch the ball and and gets yards after contact, um, which is going to be a huge value add for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, I mean, even with that being said, even if you, you know, you can't find that every down back or the back that has all those receiving yards as well, I'm going running back round one every time. That's it's it's guaranteed yardage. It's it's pretty much guaranteed points. What about um, round two and three? Round two and three? Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, depending on the league, if, if it's a PPR league, uh, I usually go wide receiver next okay. because, you know, it's nice to have that Too that top. combo yeah. of uh, a, a great wide receiver and a great running mm-hmm. back as, as your two, two workhorses. Um, if it's not a PPR league, I, I typically go two running backs. Okay. And, and try and get two – 
two workhorses, two, you know, two first, you know, all down backs that, that are going to run, you know, down in and down out and, and, and get points. Uh, that's, that's always been my strategy and, and it's worked really well for me. Obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, Five and time it, champ and, over here. And, yeah. it, Shit. and as, yeah. as we go down, uh, you know, I will, you know, kind of move into, you know, then next it's wide receivers. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, finding people who are the playmakers, but also finding finding the guys that are consistent, especially in a PPR league. You want to have guys uh, like Amendola, Edelman, who are going to get touches and who are going to catch the ball and, you know, get 10, you know, 10 attempts a game and, and 10 targets a game and, you know, and have the ability to, you know, even if they, even if they only get 30, 40 yards, but if they get 10 catches in a PPR league, you're still looking at 13, 14 points. So how do you separate – your love for the Patriots or your love for your fantasy team? How do you not let those two? That is something that I think a lot of new fantasy football players uh, get them distracted and blinded by. Yeah, uh, and it was it was tough for me my first few <laughs> years uh, to not, you know, think so highly of of my team because I do, and I'm like. These are the best players. These guys are great, but when managing a you know a fantasy football team, you need to really be able to disconnect and separate your fandom from your fantasy football team ownership and management. Uh, and so you know if I if I look, I mean, I have a Tom Brady jersey. He's my number one. You know, I love it him. It says boo. I mean, he's he's handsome as fuck. I mean, I'll be, I'll. I mean, I am a straight male, but God, he's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a question about draft order. Okay. Um, most leagues are gonna do a snake or, or a snake draft, which yeah. we've talked about, where it's like one through ten, ten through one, one through ten. You go back and forth, right? And, um, with that in mind, like if you're in a ten team league and you're number two or number, you know, three's all right, and at the same time nine or eight you back-to-back draft and then you have to wait like 18 rounds before you get the other one so it's like at that point you're like okay cool I'll get my I'll get a whatever let's say you're two right so you're gonna get a top player you have to wait for it to come back to you and then you get a decent one and then you get another one and at that point you're like I have 20 picks before I come back around I need to get a good quarterback I need to get like at least one more good wide receiver running back but like we've talked a lot on this podcast about you know drafting your quarterback too early is a boo-boo but when you're like fuck if I have to wait 20 rounds I could be in a really bad decision or spot where I'm not getting any quality players mm-hmm. so where would where do you typically draft your quarterback yeah what rounds I I typically hold off on quarterbacks until seven 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 because if you look at you know standard standard scoring leagues where a quarterback is only getting one point for every 25 yards passing mm-hmm. um some leagues you know a, a passing touchdown they only get four points you know some leagues they get six D- it just depends on on your settings um there's more point value upside to having those running backs and wide receivers uh because those guys are a little bit fewer and far between uh, in terms of like workhorses mm-hmm. than than quarterbacks. But um, like if you're, let's say you're a, you're number two or you're number eight, right? So you have this huge gap before you come back around. By the time you get your third and fourth draft, your f- third and fourth round, 
you're already deep into like tier two running back and wide receivers. Because at that point, everybody's on their wide receiver running back hunt, right? Mm -hmm. So you've already gone through like 40 people. Yes. You know what I mean? So like you, you're like, shit, do I, do I sacrifice getting a low second tier um, running back and get a top tier quarterback? Like where's, but remember, you know what I mean? We looked and the analysis shows that there's not that much difference between like a top quarterback and like a good enough quarterback. That's exactly True, what I was going to say. But if you're only getting medium grade everything else, like the, you know what the I mean? difference between, you know, like a top tier running back or wide receiver and a low, like in some of the other ones, the point values are significant. If you look at quarterbacks, whether you have, you know, an Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, you know, Matty Ice from the Falcons, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys that are that are consistently <laughs> putting up points versus, you know, some of these, you know, lower quarterbacks, the point values are not that significant. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And it's, you know, those the running backs, you know, like the ones who are the starters who are going to get all the touches those have a ton of value because you know the ball is going to be in their hand a lot. The quarterback, they're going to touch the ball every single play. Those those backup quarter those backup running backs, those those third down running backs, those you know, maybe, you know, second or third on the depth chart wide receivers, they're not going to get as many looks as as those top ones. And whereas the quarterback, the the ball is going to be in their hand at every play. So whether you know you have one of those top top echelon quarterbacks or you have one of the middle of the run uh, quarterbacks it's not going to make or break your season and i think seasons are made are made and broken on you know your wide receivers and your running backs and those those Mm -hmm. those big playmakers because the quarterbacks are going to touch the ball regardless but those other wide receivers and those those other running backs who aren't getting the ball every time there's a chance, you know, they get, you know, they could, you know, you have in your flex, they get you three points and you're just like, I, I wish I knew you in person. Cause I would love to take you out back and wring your neck. Like, <laughs> why did like, God damn it. You like, you, you know, like you fucked me this week. Like, you know, like, but the quarterback, I mean, unless I it's Cam Newton last year, then he fucked me over him. He got me, I don't know, maybe four points. Dude, and Brees had um, two games where he got one point. Yeah. I so. wanted to murder somebody. Yeah. So that being said, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, they also make mistakes too. So, <laughs> yeah. So how do you do your research, Greg? Yeah. What's your research plan? You got a lot. You got a lot of methods. Yeah. So you're also throwing out a lot of advanced terms, which is great. Okay, well, uh, if for our listeners, if I'm sorry if I if I'm, my my terms are too advanced, um, but it, uh, I pretty much there there's a it's it's very easy to get into you know kind of data paralysis where you're taking in so much information, you have so many news sources, you're hearing things on ESPN, talk radio, I mean, just there's so much content that you're taking in, especially during the beginning of football season. That's what everyone is talking about, especially fantasy football. And it's very easily to get overwhelmed. Um, I think it's best. And and what I found most helpful is to, to kind of narrow in and stay focused, find, find one or two sites that, that you're going to go to. And that's going to be your, 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 you know, kind of true North. The two that I use are numberfire.com and draftwizard.com. Those two um, have very good insight. 
they're not biased and they've always really kind of like led me in the right direction. Um, but with that being said, at the, at the end of the day, it's a lot of it comes down to, you know, kind of how you're feeling and, and gut, like, you know, th- like when I first started, I was, you know, in the draft room and I'm just looking at what, you know, whether it's whatever fantasy, you know, site, you know, your, your league's being hosted on and just kind of sort through, you know, projected fantasy points and just go yeah. through that and take, you know, what, what they say is projected. Um, then I went through a phase where I was over researching and over analyzing mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And it was, it, it, it almost like became like not fun. And it was just like too much information, too much data. And it was, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable. It, it was almost like too much pressure you were putting on yourself. So now that, you know, I, I you know, the last couple of years, I've really just focused in on two sites, got my information from them, and then also kind of gone with my gut and, you know, and kind mm-hmm. of see, you know, you know, especially being, you know, a, f- a football fan for all these years, you see how the league changes year after year. You see, you know, as your team that you root for, they're playing other teams and you see, you know, how they're their organization or their, you know, their team culture is changing and, and you can kind of see them like, Oh, like maybe next year, like this team, there, there's some potential there. Like they got a couple more pieces to put together. And, and so just kind of really being in tune with as a fan will also help you, you know, kind of navigate your, your drafting and, you know, like your fantasy football management. Okay. So you just kind of brought up like tribal knowledge, right? Um, how in like what's your attention level in off season to what's happening on teams minimal very minimal yeah same <clears throat> yeah because like you talk about like you know watching you know watching potential watching teams that are like performing there and the next season they might be like dynamite because they're they're putting pieces and you know they're rebuilding but that off season i get i lose so much yeah. like short-term memory we all do yeah, yeah everyone does. i i i mean I mean, September through, being a Patriots fan, February. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, or, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very tuned in, but you know, come off season, I, I really don't pay much attention. Um, I'm not. Do you, you watch know, the draft? I'm not re- No, I don't watch the draft. The draft is boring. It's not. If you need a tearjerker, watch the draft. It'll get you every time. It's so <laughs> no, good. It's, <laughs> it's so pretty. Good. It's so super. I mean, sweet. how many it's times? Like, how many times can you watch people like hug their mom and like put, oh, a, put a hat on? No, it's the stories, the profiles. Oh yeah. Everyone's got I a story. It. I know. I mean, I, I, I want to know. I'll, I'll hijack this podcast. You want to hear some stories? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about um, teams that you get like flags from, or you're just like, I'm just not feeling anybody on this team i'm not gonna go there like i know like them as an actual real team has a lot of troubles i'm just not even gonna go there with fantasy there's really no team that like i i write off Hmm, um because it's when when it comes to fantasy it's not about it's not about those team it's about your team right and and teams that have a you know two and 14 record Oh, Britta's at it again. Here we go. <laughs> she just loves you that song. You it? Like, no. what are you doing? No. No. Uh, no, and so, you know, teams that have, like, a 2-14 and 14 <laughs> record, there are, still peop- there are still players on that team that, that put up numbers. And and so there's really no, there's really no team that, that is going to make me shy away from a player on that team. Um, 
obviously if if they're in like a new quarterback situation yeah will i will i second guess or or kind of be a little more hesitant on you know some of their wide receivers absolutely but i will also then look at their running backs and their tight ends a little bit more closely mm. because they play a short game yeah exactly um and then also you know like with those teams you know teams that can't close you then you start looking at their kickers mm. because you know mm-hmm. what like hey they might not be able to put the ball in the end zone but like they'll get close enough where you know that kicker could put up i mean i've had some i've had some weeks where kickers like kicker will put up like 15 18 points totally. for me and you're just yeah. like you know he's in like my top two highest scoring players in the on the team and mm-hmm. yeah. and so you know like I guess you know when you're looking at teams in, in terms of like how the how you think they're going to perform or, or what their organization is going through, those are the positions that you see upside in. Where you know if the league's on like a downturn or they're in a rebuilding year, the positions you can see upside in for your fantasy team are positions like kickers, tight ends, um, you know, running backs because you know they're going to be they're going to be playing from behind. They're mm-hmm not going to be really effective in the, in the offense of the red zone. So, you know, like kickers are really like, they're valuable and don't be afraid like, to trade your kicker. Yeah. Like, like a shit team, take their kicker yeah. because <laughs> you know, they can't put the ball in the end zone, but they'll put it through the uprights. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to get points on the boards one way or another. And nine times out of 10, it's the kicker in, in those situations. So Craig, if you had to summarize, let's say maybe three points to say okay you know of everything i've talked about today these are really kind of the top three things that have really changed the way i play fantasy what would that be high level britta (laughs) number one is pick your workhorses pick your players by by position uh and uh, and and by what i mean by that is is your running backs your wide receivers Take those round one, round two, round three. That's number one. Number two, do not let your fandom of your personal team get in the way of creating a championship-winning fantasy football team. Please don't do it. I've done that with the Bengals before. Please don't do it. I have not (laughs) drafted Tom Brady on my team as a quarterback in the last six years, even though I wear his jersey every Sunday. Don't do it. It's going to make your Sundays even worse because <laughs> if your team loses and your your player sucks, your fantasy football team's also going to suck. So it's a double whammy, and nobody likes that. Yeah. Yeah. My third advice is take risks and take chances because if you play it safe all through fantasy football, it's not fun. You're not you're not going to win first and foremost. Mm-hmm. The every league that I've ever been in. I've won because a player that I just kind of took a crapshoot on has blown up because every single year you're going to find a player within the league that rises to the top and shines. And if you, if for some reason you have a, you, you have a, you, you pick them, you have a gut feeling on them, go with it, take a chance. Worst case scenario, they're a dud. You can drop them, put them on waivers, Mm. move on. But if you find that stud, you can ride him all the way to the top and become a champion. <laughs> yeah, you can. And on that note, we want to thank you so much, Craig, for coming out and being our first guest and giving us all of your fabulous knowledge. And your it skills. has been an absolute pleasure, ladies. <laughs> uh, 
We love Make you. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Brit- your first fantasy. Yeah, at your first <laughs> fantasy, Liz and Britta, you girls are amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. And I love you ladies so much. And and best of luck to all, you know, you fantasy football players out there. Kick some ass, take some names, and uh, you know, hopefully we see you in the Super Bowl. <laughs>